Well, 2023 is almost over, and we're looking ahead for 2024. We hope that you had a phenomenal 2023, but we wish you an even better 2024. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. Thank you for joining us for our Looking Back, Looking Forward Part 2 show, Looking Ahead at 2024. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. I want to say Happy New Year to all of you that are listening to us here at Stay the Water. You know, 2023 was, in my opinion, a phenomenal year. As a matter of fact, any year that we get that we're above the ground and we're able to have the ability of our limbs and good health, I think is a great year. And we thank God for it all. But it was also a back a bounce back year. Of course, coming out of COVID, we saw ourselves, you know, readjusting back to quote unquote normal. And with that, moving forward continuing to achieve and do great things in our own personal lives, but also collectively in our places of work, in our schools, in our places of worship, and also in our own families. But not just that, but on Stay in the Water, we also look ahead at what we foresee happening in 2024. You know, as we did last week, we took a look back in our part one series uh, 2023 and the stories that we covered and the impact of those stories upon our electorate, upon our community. 2024, looking forward, gives us an opportunity to really think about what is going to happen next and how these important issues are going to affect us. So as we delve into uh, these issues, I want to take a look first at the local in the Commonwealth, and then moving forward on the national. Now, I always say, and it is true, the way Virginia goes, so does the country. In my opinion, the Commonwealth of Virginia is the most important state in the Commonwealth, in actually in the country, because it's not only the birthplace of democracy and the birthplace of so many things, because it is the first place of, of landing for our country from a historical standpoint, but it's always evolving. It's always setting the tone. It's always having our feet and our seats at the table ready to move change in a progressive manner. And that's what we found in 2023 to be true as well. As we said before, in looking back in 2023, the legislature or the General Assembly here in the Commonwealth of Virginia changed drastically where voters voted in a Democratic majority, both in the House and the Senate, and also the first powerful seats held by African-Americans for for the first time, such as the Speaker of the House, the head of the Finance Committees, uh, both in the Senate and also the House. And not only that, but also a lot more diversity in our electorate, especially coming from Northern Virginia. So looking forward, what starts the second Wednesday of January? That's right. That starts the first legislative session of our country. That's when the Virginia Legislative General Assembly takes their 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 start and goes into session. And 2024 itself here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, looking forward, is an opportunity for our governor to present his 
first and really main budget. So Governor Yunkin on December 20th of last year, uh, actually this year, I'm already thinking about last, uh, I'm already thinking about 2024. I'm calling uh, 2023 last year. We will, we have one more day left though. <laughs> but the governor presented his budget on Wednesday, on December 20th. And in that budget, he was able to outline a lot of initiatives that he wanted to see the legislature pass. More specifically, a lot more tax cuts. Now, with that, tax cuts are good because, again, you pay less taxes, but it's also bad because you kind of have to find that money to make up the shortfall. He also wanted to institute policies across the board to eliminate waste, wasteful spending, and also put money back into K-12, through child care, and other areas. Now, looking forward, are these the initiatives that the General Assembly will go for? Well, it stands, we, it stands to see that more than likely the tax cuts won't hold, but is, we also know that this is going to be a very, very interesting General Assembly itself because the governor himself looked, was looked upon as a major contender for the White House. But because of his defeat uh, in the legislature, that pretty much waned. But at the same time, he didn't officially throw his hat in either. So this is shaping up to be a very interesting General Assembly session as we look forward to see exactly how the budget is going to take shape. But one thing we all want looking forward is a budget that's passed before the session really ends. <laughs> so we'll see if that actually happens. You know, also looking forward, according to a Roanoke College uh, poll, taking a look at Virginia, Virginia's and their uh, views on both the direction of Virginia and the nation after the election, it stated that Virginians are skeptical about expected impact of legislative elections on state government. And political anxiety is up overall. Now, with this particular poll, they found def- various uh, approval ratings uh, and direction for Virginians, both from our governor and also leading into the upcoming elections. As a matter of fact, it showed that Virginia's approval of Governor Yunkin and President Joe Biden remain approximately the same as most recent polls, with 52% of Virginia's approving the way that Yunkin is handling his job as governor and 37% approving of the way that Biden is handling his job as president. Now, with these approval ratings, looking forward with this being now a 2024 presidential election, the question becomes how would this actually impact the state or the voters as they go to the poll to vote for the president of the United States and vice president and also members of Congress. Now, according to this poll, where the measurement for the Republican nomination and potential general election matchup, it showed that former President Trump remains a, maintains a commanding lead of 51% as the first choice among self-reported Virginians, followed by Ron DeSantis at 14% and also um, Nikki Haley at 10% and Governor Yunkin at 10%, even though... Governor Yunkin is not running for president. And approximately, as a second choice, 26 Republicans reported Ron DeSantis as being their second choice. But moving forward, it also showed in the 2024 presidential election, 
When asking Virginians who would they vote for in a hypothetical matchup between two parties leading candidates of Biden and Trump, it shows that President Biden leads former President Trump by about four points at 48 percent to 44, which continued a uh, drop from nine and 16 points, which was reported in August and May. Looking forward, it shows that Virginians are concerned about various issues. But looking forward, they also show they also know that they have confidence in the current president in the event that there is a matchup between that and the former president. So looking forward, what are some of the issues that Virginians believe that are in concerned about here in Virginia and also in the nation? Now, according to this poll, 42 percent of Virginia cited the economy and jobs or inflation as the most important issue in the Commonwealth, though the percentage citing that has dropped by seven points from 2022. But we also so see where issues such as immigration at 4%, climate change at 5%, and voting elections at 3% were also issues, but much lower concern of Virginians in Virginia. But not just that, but Virginians also gave their opinion on abortion, where approximately 89% of Virginians think abortion should be legal in at least some cases. And with this, it shows that this is going to be a major issue in the 2024 presidential election. But not just that, but political anxiety itself is also up, according to Virginians. Looking forward, it shows that Virginians' attitudes about trust in the national government, citizens' ability to influence government, and whether their side has been winning more often than losing, satisfaction with government, and whether the country's best years are ahead of them or behind, and whether Americans are united or divided and face our most important challenges, these were issues in which Virginians spoke their minds and also had anxiety about. But overall, Virginians themselves, after the elections, they noticed that negative advertisement uh, and political campaigns themselves that, of course, they decreased, but they did not like them. And they showed that they do have trust in overall government, trust in the people, and trust overall in the United States and the system. So with that being the case, what is the state of Virginia looking forward during this General Assembly election, a General Assembly session? We find that Virginians themselves Virginians believe in the process, they believe in the people, but it's up to the elected officials themselves to ensure that they continue to instill confidence in our way of life, in the Commonwealth itself, and in our government for the people to continue to trust it. That means fighting hard, but working together, not for just for themselves, but for the people of the Commonwealth. Now, as I said before, as Virginia goes, so does the country. So there are some issues that I believe, looking forward in 2024, that Virginia will play a major role in the direction of it based upon our leaders leading, our voters voting, and our great citizens of the Commonwealth doing 
in position across the country and the world making these very important decisions. So what are some of the issues that we're going to be facing, I believe, in 2024 and that Virginia is going to play a part in this? Let's take a look at several sources of issues that I think will be very important and vital. And as I as we talk about these issues, I want you to ask yourself, what do what position or what is my responsibility in ensuring that 2024 is a year that these issues are resolved for the better and not the worse? What position do I have in not just society as a whole, but more specifically to myself, my home, my and my community? So one of the big issues that we saw in 2023 was the issues around rights. Right to uh, rights of free speech, rights to uh, having to choose medical care. We talk, talk about women and their bodies. Rights as it relates to who universities can and cannot let into their uh, institutions with the advent of well, the elimination of affirmative action. So when we talk about the fight, I believe that the fight for rights, our rights here in the country, will continue. According to the ACLU, in looking forward, in 2024, we're going to start to see, I believe, challenges on a state level on abortion bans. Of course, this is a decision that was created by the U.S. Supreme Court in the 2023 session, where they overrule, in effect, Roe versus Wade and allowing the decision to be impacted or made by each state itself. So therefore, I believe that we're going to see a lot more of those state level actions where now you will start to see legislators and also voters walking to the polls and voting their concerns uh, at the ballot box. Speaking of the ballot box, I believe that looking forward, 2024 will be a fight for fair maps and also voting rights, according to the ACLU. According to ACLU, efforts against racially discriminatory gerrymandering to expand voting rights will become more crucial than ever during the upcoming election year. Now, among many of these, uh, many voting redistricting-related cases, we find that the NACP is a part of it and challenging a lot of these egregious, and yes, they are egregious actions by uh, Republican-led legislators, uh, legislators that are trying to eliminate or limit the voice of the people in, in their states to vote the choice that they want to vote. In fact, we find where the NACP is suing against unlawful mapping that undermine the political power of black voters. Once again, looking forward, we find that this issue of voting and fair voting is still a major issue. Looking back, 1960s, we find 1950s, this was also the fight. Uh, I'll even go all the way back to getting the right to vote after the Civil War and having the right to vote after the Civil War during the time of Reconstruction and being limited during the time of Jim Crow. Looking back, we can't look forward until we look back to understand that was, there's nothing new under the sun. The same issues that we've been dealing with as it relates to voting, expanding voting, access to the ballot box, we are still fighting those issues. 
So 2024 will be a year of fighting for the right to vote. And this becomes very important because this is an election year for the president, members of Congress, where now we have to ensure that everyone has a fair right to vote. But also, according to ACLU, it looks as if putting a death penalty will be on trial as well. As a matter of fact, according to ACLU, public opinion on the death penalty continues to decline. In 2024, where we saw uh, this being put on the uh, on trial in North Carolina, and also in a landmark Racial Justice Act hearing, they'll be arguing that racial discrimination tainted the death sentence of of certain individual who was sentenced to death by a jury of 10 white and two black jurors in a case where prosecution struck three times more uh, black jurors than white jurors. So we're going to find that this particular issue where we see the death penalty, of course, we know the death penalty was banned here in the Commonwealth of Virginia under Governor Northam. It continues to be attacked or, or actually challenged across the country. Another issue I believe that's going to be looking forward in 2024 is advocating for racial justice through economic equity. When we talk about economic equity, that is really, I believe, the last and really the most important, but the last issue that we would deal with as relates to African-Americans and disadvantaged minorities and civil rights. In other words, having the opportunity, equitable equitable opportunity, equitable opportunity to achieve both generational wealth, wealth and turn that wealth into generational wealth is key and important. So when we talk about financial futures, that deals with access to uh, capital, that deals with investment in accounts created uh, both by our federal, state, and local governments to help ensure children have a secure economic future. That means being able to have higher education, home ownership, and higher education without loans, by the way. Because you can get the education, but if you saddle with student loan debt, then it becomes very hard to pass on generational wealth. But also entrepreneurship. Uh, Those are three of the main areas, I believe, looking forward in 2024, will be important to securing wealth in our country for those who have been traditionally and historically left out. As a matter of fact, um, Senator Cory Booker, Representative Ayanna Presley, have proposed a national baby bond program in order to help effectuate this particular wealth-passing, generational-creating initiative. But also, we're going to see, moving forward, we're going to see a fight for immigration. Now, some believe that they will be fighting on the side of discriminatory, discriminatory policies in our national security as it relates to immigration. But there are others that will be fighting for stronger immigration laws and the actual in, uh, executing laws that are on the books. As a matter of fact, a new law in Texas would allow state law enforcement officers to arrest and detain people over suspicious uh, about immigration status, authorize judges to order people deported, and the like. You know, 
One thing about immigration is that our country was built on immigrants coming here. Give me your poor, give me your sick, give me your tired. That's what America says. And that's what happened when we started to build a country, whether it be the first uh, African slaves that came here. Uh, of course, not immigrants. We're slaves are not, we're not immigrants. So, but that is not the case. But I'm making a point that when we have people who come here that built the country, African Americans built this country with our free slave labor, free labor as slaves for over 250 years. You know, we were the backbone of this country in building it, becoming a major economic power structure. But also you have Asians, Chinese that came over to build the railroads. You have Eastern Europeans that came over to work in textile manufacturing and to build in certain, uh, operate in certain areas of our economy. And to continue, you have those from uh, Hispanic nations coming and working in agriculture and many others from around the world coming here to work in various sectors. Again, but what are the policies that we need to help guide us? That's looking forward. That's what's going to be key in 2024 in determining which policies themselves are going to be the ones that our country needs. Now, when we also take a look, looking forward, it's really also going to be about the economy. You know, uh, James Carvel, the raging Cajun from Louisiana, the great political strategist. He always he made the statement and it sticks to this day. When you're running for president or any office, he says it's all about the economy, stupid. And it's true. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. If you can't feed yourself, if you can't uh, have a good job where you can only work one job and meet all your obligations, then things are simply not good. So when we talk about looking forward, the economy is going to be one of the major issues of 2024. Will we have continued inflation? Will we have a recession? Will things not be as bright on the economic horizon as they were in 2023 coming out of the pandemic? All of this is going to play a part looking forward what we do here in the Commonwealth matters because as the Commonwealth goes, so does the country. But one great thing about the Commonwealth is that we have major industries and one of the major industries that we have, we have one of the most important ports here in Hampton Roads. We also have, this is the most important area for the military. We have the largest naval military base in the world. We have Again, one of the largest, largest retirees for military or veterans here. I'm a veteran myself here in Hampton Roads. So looking forward, we have the one of the major and most important uh, shipbuilding uh, companies here in Hampton Roads. So looking forward, the job outlook for Hampton Roads is extremely bright. But also in Northern Virginia, we have a major need for tech, cybersecurity, engineers, and the like. Again, looking forward, 2024, Virginia is bright economically, which will help to move the rest of the country and the world forward. According to The Economist, there are 10 things that to watch in 2024, 10 trends. And I think several of these are very important 
when we talk about the Commonwealth in looking forward in 2024. One of the first in this particular article entitled Tom Standish 10 Trends to Watch in 2024, he talks about America's global choice. He says voters in the courts will give their verdicts on Donald Trump, who has one in three chance of regaining the presidency. This result may come down to a few tens of thousands of voters in a handful of swing states, but the consequences could be global, affecting, and this is the important part, everything from climate policy, military support for Ukraine, also uh, military support for now what's happening in the Middle East, and also military support in Asia, where we are now in a kind of a Cold War with China. So who becomes president? It's going to be extremely important as it relates to America and our global stance in the world and military power and influence itself. In addition to that, uh, what will happen as it relates to Europe? What will happen as it relates to the Middle East turmoil, according to this article? Well, again, we find where Europe itself has depended a lot upon the United States. And under most presidents, we have given uh, Europe a lot of support, especially against the former Soviet Union. But looking forward, if one person wins the office, which is former President Trump, that particular uh, support may go away and embolden the former Soviet Union. But also when we take a look at the Middle East and the ability to help quell that particular war that's taking place so it wouldn't become a wider regional conflict. What would happen if there's no peace? For America, are we the overstretched superpower? This will also be a test if we can adopt, adapt to a more complex and threatening world. Looking forward in 2024, this is going to become a very important issue. Not only that, but will we go into another second Cold War? As China grows, growth has uh, slowed. Tensions rise over Taiwan. America continues to limit Chinese access to advanced technologies. Will this now start a Cold War where maybe Western companies trying to reduce their supply chain dependency on China will find it easier said than done? But not just the supply chain but also new energies. As new energies uh, emerge, more clean energy, will the transition itself in 2024 be easier or will it still see some uphill climb? And finally, artificial intelligence. How far will AI go in 2024? I don't know about you, but it's kind of hard for me to notice what almost was a real photo and not. But for what I understand, it's getting faster, it's getting more complex, and it's getting, quote unquote, better. Is this a good thing for society or is it a bad thing? Only time will tell. And ultimately, who will unite the world? Will we have an opportunity for our new leaders to step up and say, enough is enough. Listen to us and let us lead us into a new era of peace 
and prosperity. <laughs> well, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the future. But what I do know is we'll be here every Sunday in 2024 to talk about it and bring it to you. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric LaVille, where we bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. Thank you for a wonderful 2023. I thank God for the opportunity to be before you, and I look forward to our very first show of 2024 in January. Until then, be blessed, be good, be safe, and we'll see you next year. Hi, I'm Carrie Washington, and you're listening to State of the Water with award-winning host, Dr. Eric Claville.